Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Congratulations to Trey Young and Scotty Barnes. Are both Eastern Conference All-Stars. They are injury replacements for... Julius Randle, Julius jo- Randall, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, very good. I, I did just watch the uh, NBA TV has their their promo for the All-Star media availability that's mm-hmm. coming up. And uh, they probably need to rework it because it, it does have like video of, of like Demonis Sabonis sitting there talking and everything else. Since, since you snubbed the guy, you probably shouldn't use him in your promo video for the upcoming event. Just saying. Like, let, let's be professional here. This is completely BS. Yeah, it is, it is. It is completely BS. Like, you know, I, I don't get that. But anyway. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This <laughs> I'm not going to play the whole minute five. <laughs> I love him. Me too. He's right. amazing. Kings fall to the Cavs 136 to 110 last night. Let's get to some of the good, the bad, and the ugly from that performance before we get to the handoff featuring one of Damian Barling or Kenny Carraway. Um, I think the first good thing that you have to talk about is Demonis Sabonis's 12 points, 19 boards, and 15 assists, which yeah. looks fake. Yeah, those numbers do look fake, right? 12, 19, 15. Um, Sabonis has is, is just been an incredible, incredible, consistent star player, all-star player. Yep. Uh, like The fact that he's not in the all-star game is a travesty. Uh, the, the league needs to figure it out, um, and, and I feel bad for you know, Sacramento Kings fans who were out there waiting for someone in the Western Conference all-star team to get injured so their guy can get in. But uh, that's kind of the game. And, you know, he was he was a monster, man. Like, if if you can, like we talked about, he scored 12 points, right? Mm-hmm. But then those 15 assists led to at least 30 points and probably, probably more like 36. Mm-hmm. So he attributed like 48 to 50 points here. That's incredible. Like he directly had a tie to all of those points. That's that's crazy. Do you want to know all the players in NBA history who have had a game of at least 12, 19, and 15? How many? Russell Westbrook, who's done it three times. Yep. Guy Rogers, San Francisco Warriors legend, did it once. Oscar Robertson did it three times. Of course. Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain did it seven times. Larry Bird once and Giannis once. Okay. How many times has Sabonis done it? Once. Just that's Just the night. first time? Mm hmm. Okay. 12, 19, and 15 is hard to do, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you just think if it would have been like a 20, 20, and 15. That's uh, like that's just wild. So Insane. 
Uh, let's see. Demonis Sabonis is only the second player to ever have that stat line and lose. Mm. Oof. Oof. Boy, they, everybody. Wilt Chamberlain also lost on March 19th, 1968. Okay. <laughs> if anybody cared. Uh, it's so funny looking up Demonis Sabonis stats because it oftentimes puts Wilt Chamberlain front and center. It's just him and Wilt like and half some, the time. Listen to these stat lines. Uh, 22, 27, and 19. 26, 24, and 15. 15, 22, and 17. 22, 25, and 21. Oh. 19, 27, and 16. 35, 24, and 15. And 31, 21, and 15. That's incredible. Insane. Insanely dominant. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Back to it. Definitely back to it. Uh, I think the the other good things from this game, uh, Harrison Barnes showed up again. Uh, like he's he's found himself, he's worked his way back, and he's let his voice be heard that he needs to be a bigger part of what's happening. Um, six of ten from three, twenty two points. Uh, I think in this we we've talked about Malik Monk a lot today, but you just you just keep needing more Malik Monk when he's mm-hmm. on this kind kind of terror. Mm-hmm. You just want to let him go. Yeah, just do your thing, man. Yep. Their most important player. I would love to see him do that more. With with Harrison Barnes, I'm going to nitpick a little bit. It's great to see the shooting numbers. Yeah, but he's got to do more. He has to. And like I said, we talked about this so many times with him. It's not that I would I would say draw up some plays for him early just to get him engaged. So maybe you get a couple assists and five, six rebounds from him. But shooting is great, but he's still not engaged in these other parts of the game. And that's that's a little bit of a problem for, for me. If I'm nitpicking. No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. But the fact he's putting shots up, he's contributing in some way, which is more than than he could say early in the year. You know, I'd say the the last thing from the the good side of the good, the bad, and the ugly is a five and two trip is incredible. Yep. That is yep. that is really, really good. It doesn't matter who you're playing to go five and two on a long seven game road trip, longest road trip of the year. That's tremendous. And and I'm willing to give him a pass on the final game as just like it all caught up to him. Yeah, it caught up to him, and the Cavs are just good. Like, they didn't lose to a bad team last night. I didn't watch the Kings and go, wow, this is a huge indictment on their attitude as a team or anything. Like, no, they were close, and then the Cavs pulled away late, and the score looked more lopsided than the than the game was as a whole, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, and their other loss was a, was a nine-point loss in Miami that was there for the taking against a Miami team that was trying not to lose its eighth game in a row. Yeah. That team was in the finals last year. So yes. I don't. I, I think if if I told you before this road trip through uh, Golden State, Dallas, Memphis, Miami, Indiana, Chicago, and Cleveland, if I had said I'll give you five and two, I you would have taken it. Oh heck yeah! So yeah, definitely. Um, d- uh, a overall very successful trip. I thought. I thought so too. Uh, what about the bad stuff? Um, shot distribution. I don't like Keegan Murray and Demonis Sabonis taking nine shots each. That that needs to change. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and that's what I, I get. I get that this is like a democratic offense, right? Yes. Like it's going to be very everybody gets. I I would way way rather I think moving forward, and this may not happen this year because it's kind of a stark change. But into next year, I would love to see a very clear pecking order of like De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray, Demonis Sabonis. Those are the dudes. Like, sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Harrison. You might only get seven shots some nights. You might get ten here and there. But these are the guys who are going to be the primary scorers of the basketball on a night-in, night-out basis. Again, maybe there's the odd game where Herter's just red hot or Sabonis gets in foul trouble or whatever. 
But that's what I would like to see moving forward because if the Kings are, are going to be a title contender, it's going to be the, on the back of those three guys. Well, that and that's why I, I will keep continue to say, Kyle, that if you're going to like really take the next step with this team, it, it hurts. It's a Band-Aid that you got to rip off. Mm-hmm. The players that you talked about, the Kevin Herters and the Harrison Barnes of the, of the world, they need to be swapped out for pieces that make more sense to support the three. Yeah, so they have to point. be the long athletic defender. It's got to be uh, a true, you know, three and D mm-hmm. shooting guard alongside of De'Aaron that can take some of the slack off De'Aaron. Like those are things you want these pieces. It's nice to have a guy like Kevin Herter who mm-hmm. can get you three or four assists, who can get you five or six rebounds in a game and, and hit a bunch of threes. Mm-hmm. But it's also there is some uh, like it's easier for a team to allow three players to step up and, and ascend if like say Contavious Caldwell Pope is at the is at the right. two guard mm-hmm. or you know name that three and D you know guy sure. at, at the at the three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that that's where the the next version of this team has to go. Mm-hmm. Which is I, it's tough, but No, I'm 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 right there with you, man. It, it that's that's pretty clear to me what the Kings taking the next step is going to look like. It's yes. going to be more focus on those three guys. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but more of the offensive focus on on those three guys. There just can't be a night where where Keegan Murray and, and Demonis Sabonis are combining to take 18 shots. Yeah, and that's then just... and then of course you get the fourth guy. The fourth guy is going to be Malik Monk, yeah, right? That's right, that's right. how this thing has to be built. Yep. But you need the other players to and that's why maybe Kyle Kuzma doesn't make sense. That's why maybe Jeremy Grant doesn't make sense. Sure. Maybe you need a much more defensive-minded but three-point shooting version of those guys, and and it's not easy, easy to find. Yeah, no, it's it's de- because that's uh, frankly what every team is looking for. Yeah, totally. And I think that's why. You, in fact, you, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, but that's why playing Kessler Edwards makes so much sense. Oh, totally. Because maybe he's that dude. Well, and I would say that even if he's not that dude. He's giving you the roadmap to the dude you need. Mm, you mm. just need that, but a more seasoned veteran version that can actually be reliable on a night mm-hmm. in and night basis to shut down somebody defensively, but also provide this this offense that is more like complimentary offense. Complimentary offense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're standing in the corner shooting threes, and sometimes you you get a layup here or there. Sometimes mm-hmm. you you get a back cut. Sometimes you get you know, a transition bucket, but realistically, if you shot more than eight or nine times in a game, that's like, you've kind of gone outside of who you are as mm-hmm. a player and that's okay. The, the Kings need to get to that point though. Aaron Gordon is the name that just came to mind when you were describing all that. And I think Aaron Gordon's a really like high level version of it. Yeah. But that kind of, when you watch, when you watch the Nuggets, it's very clear what Aaron Gordon's role is. No, totally. And it, it's not as a primary scorer. But look at the Nuggets are who you should be in a lot of ways. Like, building your your modeling your team after yeah. you know you while they're they might be different positions or you're you're getting more production yeah. productivity out of fox versus murray mm-hmm. um you can see where keegan murray could become a michael porter jr type player mm-hmm. you just need those the Kendavious caldwell pope and the and the right. aaron gordon versions to go with them aaron gordon is 9.9 shots a night and i'm guessing kcp is probably around the same thing yes maybe a little bit less Maybe, uh, let's see, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. I did not realize he's 6'5". I thought he was a 6'3 guy. Um, Contavious called eight shots a night. Yeah. Really, really, really strong defender. 18, 18 shots between those two guys is... 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think where where the sweet spot is. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, what else you got? Let's see. Uh, get to the line. Uh, you know, the Kings need to figure out how to get to the free throw line. Uh, they also need more than one rebound each from, or one one combined rebound from their two forwards, Keegan Murray and, and Harrison Barnes. I'm going to give Keegan Murray a little bit of a break because Keegan Murray was defending Donovan Mitchell on the perimeter a lot, and mm-hmm. it's not easy to turn from there and go grab a rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got. Fox settled. Uh, settled. Um, he needs to go get inside more, even against a long athletic team. And yeah, get to the line. He's a good enough. Yeah, he's a good enough finisher that I I I would like to see him not worry so many so much about shot blockers. Like he's he's fast yeah. enough and a crafty enough finisher and a good enough shot maker that that shouldn't deter him from from being a a force inside. There was even a moment in last night's game where he had taken Donovan Mitchell off the off the dribble, got mm-hmm. to the basket, had Donovan on his back. All he had to do is bump back mm-hmm. and hit the layup and would have got the and one with no mm-hmm. question. And he just went up for a real quick layup because he was worried about the shot blocker. Yeah, and those are things where you're like, okay. You know, you, you need to get to the line. It's bizarre that that was a problem last night and was clearly not a problem the first time they played Cleveland. No. Well, Very strange. I, I, the first time they played Cleveland, Jared Allen got in foul trouble like super quick and was out of the game. Mm. Uh, like Sabonis just absolutely worked him over. Right. So uh, let's get to the ugly. Uh, the Kings are still trying to figure out how to defend the three ball. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but like they just aren't defending the three at all in this game. And I thought they were a step slow. So I, I think that that's, that's part of it for sure. Where are they at on the season in three point defense? Uh, that's a good question. You know, they I'm are, right they're, they're doing much better as far as like hitting their shots. They're at 71%. Ooh. A 70, 71%. They are 37.1%. 29th in three point defense. Yeah. Team shooting 39.5% against them. That's wild. That is. Crazy. That is that is wild. And and On everyone, 35 attempts a game. Everyone wants to talk about, you know, like whether Sabonis is limited defensively. 
their interior defense is is perfectly fine. They're they're uh, allowing they're they're twelfth in the league in two point field goal. Uh, well, thirteenth in the league and yeah. two point field goal percentage against. Yeah, that that twenty nine point five stands out. That's uh, definitely a design. Uh, that's by design. So they need they may need to tweak that uh, during the the All Star break. Yeah, it's it just teams are are too good now and too skilled now to just say. I mean, Orlando that that double overtime win against the Magic. We went into it going, dude, let Orlando shoot it. And then they made, I think, went seven of ten in the first quarter. There was like three games that week where we're like, let them shoot it. And they're like, hell yeah, we'll shoot it. <laughs> yeah, and it tur- like NBA players are just too good now that even a thirty percent three point shooter, if that guy is wide open, he's gonna knock him down. So yeah, I think that that's a, a defensive adjustment they have to make because that's just not a good way to go through life. Well, and I'd also tell you that there are there are things in the league like self fulfilling prophecies, right? You go up against a team who is known to be a bad three-point uh, defending defensive team, and so you come into the game knowing that you're going to get open looks and you need to hit them. And a lot of times, teams who come in with that mindset that I'm going to get a bunch of open looks from three, they end up hitting their threes. And you know, so it's possible that the Kings are are horrible defensively, but it's also possible. The guys come in with a little bit of extra confidence because that's the mo of the team you're facing, and, and so you gotta you gotta shake that. You gotta figure out a way to to not allow teams to shoot that kind of percentage from three. That's crazy. Thirty nine point five. They almost give up 40 percent from the field uh, on three point shots. Okay, so in the first half of the year, not not necessarily the first half, uh, before the turn of the calendar. Okay. In thirty one games. Teams were shooting 37.4% from three against the Kings. Mm. They finished at Memphis. That was the game that dominated the the Grizzlies, 123-92. And Memphis went 12 of 40. That's 30%. Then they went, this is three-point percentage allowed. 35, and I'm going to round up or down. 35, 57, 35, 54, 38, 42, 43, 47, 46, 39. You got a problem. That's really bad. You got a problem, Kyle. Oh my god! But I think if you were to say, if you were to ask the coaching staff, which I probably will ask them this question. Yeah, please tomorrow, do. Um, I, if you're going to ask them, they're going to say, "Well, but we're we're trying. We have to take away something." And because of their limit, because they don't have a natural shot ball blocker, because they don't have like excellent defenders, like natural defenders. They're they're trying to shrink in and take away the easy buckets, and they're giving up more more looks from the outside. Since the calendar turned, teams in how many games is this? Eighteen. In eighteen games, opponents are shooting forty two point six percent from beyond the arc against the Kings. That's not good. That is insane. That's how you lose. Every team turns into prime Steph Curry against the Warriors or against, against the Kings. Kings. Yeah. And the worst, but yikes, dude! That that is a that is a wild, brutal number. <laughs> that is a wild stat. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely amazing stat. Oh. Uh, so they don't def- defend the three ball, and then the the other bad the uh, the other ugly thing. Like I know I get a, a rap here for not liking Javale McGee, and and there are games where I are perfectly fine with JaVale McGee. I balance it out because I love JaVale McGee. I know, I know somebody, uh, so many people do love JaVale McGee, right? And I get it, but 
a game like last night, you're just sitting there watching. And you know how many people hit my my uh, timeline and said, "Hey, why is Alex Lynn not playing?" And I don't have an answer for you. Like Dude. I thought Alex Lynn was impactful when he was in the game for that like five games, seven game stretch. And then they go away from him, and I, I get it. Like you wanted to give Javale some minutes on his birthday and and stuff like that. But <laughs> what? Uh, but like I, I'm confused. Like we again, we talked ah. about this. If you gave Javale McGee minutes against every team, hit every one of his former teams, then he's playing it almost every single night, dude. If that's what, if that's the impetus behind who's playing the backup five for the Kings, yeah. It, what the hell are we doing here? I yeah. oh, it's his birthday. Oh, it's his former team. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I'm I'm it, confused, it, 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 man. I, and this is not this is not. I don't want to. Why Dam- do you hate Dam- Javale McGee? Damian Barling's here. I don't hate Javale. Yes, McGee. you do. It's I don't handoff. hate Javale McGee. No, just say you hate Javale McGee. I don't hate J- Javale McGee. Yes, Damian Barling coming up at noon. <laughs> no Kenny today. Uh, no Kenny today. Okay, so just Damian coming up at noon. Um. I don't think anybody still D'Lo I, and Casey. It's always D'Lo, D'Lo and, and Kenny. Casey. It's D'Lo and Kenny. Oh, my my mistake. That's Thank correct. You. Yeah, D'Lo and Kenny this week. Yeah. Uh, also catch them on KSFM three to seven. Anyways, um, it's not hating Javale McGee, but like by any stretch. In fact, he's one of my favorite players ever. But when you watch him in a game like last night, and then you watch Alex Len play, it's not su- it's not like oh man, that's the reason they lost. It's not it's not anything like that. It's just wondering is you're trying to maximize the the quality of the Kings rotations. It's just pretty clear clear to me that Alex Len is just the more productive of the two players and it's confusing when Len plays and he's good and he's productive and then oh and now here's two weeks of JaVale. Yeah, most of what Mike does to me is confusing. I don't understand what Mike I don't I don't understand what he does with Chris Duarte and with Kessler Edwards. I don't understand what he does with Alex Lynn and JaVel McGee. I I have no idea. I don't but either. Like you said, that's that's not a direct reason as to why they're winning or losing games. No. But no, I I don't I don't understand it either. And I think that's part of why the JaVel thing is the JaVel Alex Lynn thing stands out so much is what you just said. It's not like this is one thing. It is a season long, and for a while, and honestly, even still to, to this point a little bit, you're going, hey, you're trying to figure out who your best eight dudes are for the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you're trying to m- figure out what lineups work and what lineups don't. It's just like on February 5th, it's just really clear who your best, I mean, third, I guess, technically center of Trey Lyles is going to be your your small ball five, your best backup center, quote unquote, is. And I think it's really clear in the fact that they continue that that Mike Brown continues to mess with the rotations, and now Davion's in the lineup. Now he's not, and now it's Alex Lano, and now it's Javale McGee, mm-hmm. and now it's it's uh, Chris Duarte, and now it's not. It just I, I think that there's some frustration setting in, especially as the team continues to kind of sit around where it was last year. Well, I would say too, like if if your problem is defense, mm-hmm. I, I hate Javale McGee doesn't help you defensively at all. Not anymore. No. No, like I mean, he gets he got beat to the basket by a couple of guys last night. Where you're like, what is happening? And he's not blocking shots at all. And, and sure, he grabs some rebounds, but I, I kind of liken it to like the Malik Monk versus uh, like Trey Lyles. Like Malik Monk scores 13 points, and you remember every single one of those baskets. Mm-hmm. It was wild. It was super fun. Yeah. Trey Lyles over here with 16, but you don't remember any of it. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, he had some threes, right? What? Wait, he had 16 points. And that's where Alex Lynn goes out there and he doesn't 
He doesn't do anything spectacular, but he doesn't do anything wrong. He's tall. He stands tall. He plays goalie. He may not have the blocks, but he also is really good defensively at the rim. And sure, can he defend the three? No, but neither one of those guys can defend the three. So I'm just confused. Like, I, I get it. JaVale is a lot more fun to watch, but that's not what winning is usually about. Winning is usually about, like, having players that go in and play their role to a high degree and don't make mistakes. And yep. that's why I'm always confused by it. I agree. You also hate JaVale. Like, I don't hate JaVale. Do. <laughs> don't hate I don't know what that man I don't did hate to you. Javel. <laughs> I, don't that, I don't know what that man ever did to you. Uh, just, every time JaVale does something on the floor, I go, oh, great. There's 12 minutes of James tomorrow. <laughs> 12 minutes of James going in on JaVale McGee. Great. Uh, that's All funny. because he dribbled the ball off his foot, picked it up, turned around, and shot a three. Which one of us hasn't done that? She did that last night, right? He did. He did. Oh, he did. No, no, no. Now, in fairness, the shot clock was winding down. <laughs> was it winding down because of him? Probably. <laughs> there was... The context isn't important. <laughs> I think I was. I think I was. I think it's when I was in um, in Hawaii. I checked my phone real quick. I just checked the box score because I wasn't back at the hotel yet. I just looked at the box score, and the first thing I see on GameCast is Javale McGee shot a three with like 17 seconds left on the shot clock. <clears throat> I screenshot it and sent it to James. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> What's happening in this game? <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah. No, Javale's fine. Javale Javale's fine. It's just. He has a, according to basketball reference, his net rating this year is zero. It's just a even. Straight up. Uh, Alex Lund's a plus nine. Yeah. Little, way better offensively, a little better defense. Or a little worse defense. Plus nine per 100. Per 100 possessions. possessions. So, like, yeah. basically plus nine per game. Yeah. It's not just overall he's a plus yeah. nine. And maybe when they get to the playoffs, maybe it'll be Alex Lund. But the fact that we're in February and we're still experimenting with the big man rotation is a little worrisome to me. Okay. That's all. I'm with you, Kyle. Anyways, did you see drunk Kyle Shanahan last night, Damian? Uh, that was tremendous. It was unbelievable. Yeah, he was he was feeling it. I don't have a problem with it. it. It's good stuff. I'm kind of there, I'm kind of here for it, honestly. I mean, that's kind of what media night has become now, right? Just yeah. kind of a circus of silliness. It sounds like there were some good questions asked last night, but for the most part, it's just silliness. Yeah, I thought I did think the thing that got buried in the in the answer that we played um, about him talking to Michael Robinson, and he says he's talking about when he said Brock Purdy was the best quarterback in training camp during Purdy's rookie year. Mm -hmm. And he said in there, I said it out of frustration, mm -hmm. meaning like he was frustrated with how Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance are both playing. Mm -hmm. And that I thought was interesting. Yeah, no, Even absolutely. Even if it was a drunk mind speaking a sober heart. Kind well, of I think sometimes when people are drunk is when they're the most honest. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Ask Kyle Shanahan all of your questions yeah, today. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he very, very, well, very well may tell you anything at yeah. this point. So, all right. Uh, Damian Barling coming up next. Show's over. Yeah, because sure I just want to tell you, I hate the positioning of your microphone, and I just I can't like bad, describe like. Should enough. I do this? Like, hate's just not strong enough of a word. See, now I Is can see center? you. No, yeah, because I my can bad, see dude. You. I just get fired up and I start talking to James. And but you're then... you have to remember this is you're you're also a radio show that is broadcast out there visually to the world, and I'm. <laughs> 
I'm getting. I don't want this, right. Kyle. You're Madsen. welcome, viewer. This is. <laughs> Look at that. And, and like, in my defense, it? I can't see you. He can see you from there. I, I can't. Oh, that's funny. S- I can't see you. Well, the good news is, is next week, starting next week, uh, per sources, I'll be sitting in there. So. Oh. Sources close to. Oh. Sources Madsen. close to the engineers. Very good. So. Very anyways. good. Well, they're the only people in the whole building that really matter. So. Correct. <laughs> that's fine. Correct. That's Seth, fine. Jonathan, you that's guys are right. the best. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 